What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. Welcome back to another podcast. Podcast. We are so excited. What is this, though? This is... It's a podcast. But what is it called? Oh, Welcome Homes. Welcome Homes. <laughs> yeah, and we're so glad you're homes with us. Yes, now. welcome to our homes. Welcome to our homes. We're so happy to be with you. Um, we have an exciting topic it's tonight. It's exciting. <laughs> on trusting the voice of God. Yeah. And um, before we do, I have a question. I, I, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less <laughs> than your question. Here is my question tonight. As always, answer from wherever you are. You so wait, wait, you <laughs> you want them to answer out loud? Yes. Or in their heart? Whichever one suits your fancy. I know that I can't hear your responses. Oh my gosh. And there's nothing to necessarily even if they're at work listening on. to this. Yes. Okay. I just it they makes, have to say it out loud. We feel like they're part, like they're of, the part of the conversation. Okay. And uh, well, we we have a a giveaway for whoever has the most interesting place <laughs> that they vocalize their answer. You will get. Like a gift card yes. to some, like Starbucks gift card. Ooh, DM us on Instagram. DM us. either our Instagram page or Rochelle's. Yes. Don't Instagram mine. <laughs> you'll never see it. <laughs> no, no, you'll see it. I just check it once a month uh, on accident. And yes. you will get a, a Starbucks on Ooh. us for the most interesting uh, place that you listened to, to the podcast. And had to speak loud, out loud about <laughs> what your answer was. So we hope you're bold. As you were. I'm so excited about this giveaway, uh, impromptu giveaway. Okay, my question of the night is, what is the most exciting thing that has happened to you this month? Oh, May? Is it a single <clears throat> event? Answer however your heart feels. Oh, the most exciting thing that has happened to me this, well, I'm going to, mine is professional. Okay, that's fine. For the May is our big time, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's National Foster Care Awareness Month. Yes. And that's what we do. We're in that space. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of my job. Mm-hmm. You know, like how Black Friday is for retailers. Yes. That's like May for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's all out, yeah. right? So the most exciting thing I think for me is just all of the traction mm-hmm. that we've had here in South Florida with, with the local churches. Yeah. Um, like 150 different presentations and yeah. broadcasts and streams around foster care is the number that we've had yes. thus far this month. So the most exciting thing for me is that. Just the, the, the magnitude of traction for the church as it pertains to foster care here in Florida in May. I love that. Yeah. Mine, in case you were wondering. I was going to ask you, but you started to answer before I could... <laughs> A question <laughs> mine has been um seeing like branching out in different ways of i guess like ministry um because mm. we we do so much together which i absolutely love oh like, yeah 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 but, but let's be honest you're sick of me never in oh, my life okay i could i don't even the cast capacity See, See, I, still, I still get you speechless <laughs> you're fumbling over your words around me i still can't speak when i'm around you i don't um <clears throat> yeah like we do so much together which is one of my greatest joys in life but it's been really cool to um kind of step out and do things 
different too. Like I was able to um, like be at a, a women's conference yeah. and do some stuff there, and you were able to be at a yeah. men's. Yeah, that was so. Event. Oh, um, wow! I forgot this how month, meaningful. That yeah, was. like a weekend away men's event, wow. and um, it was just like it was. It was just different. Like I think change is always like bring something fresh and new, yeah. and so that's yeah. been really exciting. And leads us back to here being together doing our podcast. Yeah. So, so what did that. you say? <laughs> you, yes, you at your desk and you in the car. And hey, mom, putting your child to bed. <laughs> what did you just tell them that was the most exciting thing you had happen to you this month? Um, it's actually the perfect time to ask this because it's the end of the month. It's literally the end of the month. Was this the last day? 31st. Last day. Yeah. 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 And this so should go up there tonight. Yes. Yes. No, the thing is they're going to listen to on the 1st of June. So then they can answer for May. For May. Answer yeah. for May. Yeah. Folks. All right. So let's dive let's into take a deep our dive. topic. Deep dive. Yeah. So, um, shall I, I read the scripture? Oh, sure. But go yeah. ahead and preface it and then I'll read the scripture. Yeah. I was, um, We're, just I'm sniffling a lot. I'm so sorry. Fine. I'm sorry, guys. It's, it's just, okay. you know, there's no need to apologize. I, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Um, trusting the voice of God. So should I read my little blurb that we're going to put up? Or? Yeah, read yeah. the blurb. <clears throat> so. <laughs> we're like, we sound like two, two, uh, people who struggle in their age with all the throat clearings and sniffling. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. So from the beginning of time, our trust in the voice of God has been tested. It's so easy to blame the enemy for falling into temptation, but really we have all the tools we need to stand firm in the Lord. We get to choose the level of trust and faith we will respond with. And so the question really has been, have, have you been struggling with trusting the voice of God? Know that his intentions for us are always good. And we're going to dive tonight into some practical tips to silence the voice of the enemy and stand firm in the truth that God has spoken. So Andrew's going to read the scripture. Going to start off in Genesis 3, just the first three verses, and we're reading out of the New King James Version. Mm -hmm. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. So I think we had a really cool dialogue around this piece of scripture because we all know it. This is the beginnings of the fall of man. This is, this is everything for mankind as, as far as that initial separation from God. You know, it's, it's in... <laughs> It's in all faiths. It's in all books. You may hear our children uh, yelling in the background, but this is something that honestly, all religions kind of acknowledge in some way, shape or form. Um, and as Christians, it's like super incredible to think about this is the moment that we look to as us being separated from God. And what does that mean? What does that mean for mankind? What does that mean? What are all the stories we've ever heard? All the messages that are around this moment, the fall of man that is right here in these first three verses. And I think one of the most important things to establish is, and I know Rochelle's going to dive deep into this, but one of the most important things to establish is that Adam and Eve walked with God. Mm -hmm. 
He was like physically there and it was described the cool of the evenings. There's details around their experience with God, like manifest God in creation, beautiful things, all these things happening. And then the serpent came and started to really put doubt Mm -hmm. into Eve's thinking. And you see in her initial response, (laughs) it's verbatim. Like, I know what God has told me. Mm -hmm. I know what he said we can do. And I know what he said we can't do. Mm -hmm. And as we see that story unfold, it's just this chipping away, this doubt. And I would even say this lack of trust Mm. in what you know God originally said to you, Eve. And that plays out even today. We hear from the Lord. You spend time with him. You know him. You have his written word, which the Bible literally said, Jesus. We have Jesus. We have in the written form Mm -hmm. of God's words, inspired by the Holy Spirit through prophets, through the authors of these these books. Like We have the written word of God. We know it. There's something that happens, though, after that, after that knowing part into the enemy speaking into something and then doubt being created. So what we really want to focus on tonight um, is what that process looks like and what are some things we can do to make sure we retain the clarity and the truth of God's original word that was spoken to us, whether it's the word that we've read or the word that he plants deep into our hearts. So, Yeah, and so I was reading this... um and I, I wrote down some things and I just said, you know, Eve's initial response was innocent, like Andrew said, but the enemy caused her to question what God told her. And, you know, if we don't, um, if we, oh my gosh, I have my... <laughs> you looking at your notes? I have notes and you can't read them? Can't read oh my them. gosh. Stop the, stop the take. Start over. <laughs> Y'all pray for my handwriting. I'm a work in progress, but I am not going to be ashamed. Where has the enemy lied to you? (laughs) Anyways, so I said, you know, if we entertain the enemy and keep him around, he can cause us to doubt, question, and go against what we know that God told Mm -hmm. us. And I'm reading this and I'm like, it's so funny because... Eve didn't have to struggle with the whole thought, like, was this God or was this me that we struggle with, you know? Like, I don't know how many of you have, like, heard from the Lord and you're like, okay, is this really me? My hands up. You know, or is this God? You know, where did this thought come from? And it's like, we have those struggles, but Eve was, like, literally with God. Like, she didn't have that, she didn't have to be like, well, was... Was I the one who came up with right. this whole tree situation or was this God? Like she knew it was God. <laughs> and even w- like knowing facts, even with God right there with her in front of her, giving her this directive, the enemy still caused her to question what she knew happened. Yeah. And if she can go back on facts and I just, I was reading, I was like, man, like if Eve could go back on facts after like being with God then we have to be even more aware of the enemy. Right. And so I just right. went on this tangent, like, okay, well, how do we get rid of the voice of the enemy? How do we stay in a place where we're comparing everything, every thought to the word of God? And how do we stay in a place where we're dismissing anything in our lives that yeah. doesn't add up? So we have um, 
We have just four practical tips. Four things. Four things on... And can we get to why we landed on, like, these four <clears throat> things? Because we had even a discussion, like, well, we don't want to make it, like, points. Yeah. You know, we don't want to do... But, like, we were, we've been in a couple different services the, this past week with our job, with all these things. And, like, I really, I had an epiphany. And it's, like, it's not that people are trying to or communicators, pastors, teachers. It's not like they're trying to make points so that like you can have the next uh, get out of uh, doubting the Lord manual. Like yeah. that's not it. It's like they help you remember. They really do. You know, if you could break things down into three things or four yeah, things like it's true. I forget there's a psychological term that like it's it, a pneumatic device. Is that what I'm yeah. thinking? Uh, I don't know. Something like that. Sorry, don't quote me. I'm not <laughs> a therapist or a psychologist or anything. Um, but like there are these devices that our mind can latch on. And that's why we boil these things down in our conversation to four things. Yeah. And, and I honestly believe if you practice, if you do these four things, yes. it's not like we figured out like a, a magic key. No. It's like it, this is actually the truth. It, yeah. These are eternal truths yes. that will forever shape your life and change your life and keep mm-hmm. the main thing, the main thing, keep God's voice clear and the enemy's voice like yeah. away in, yes. these, in these moments. So I had like two major things I, I feel like that came up in my life this week personally. And um, just by doing these four things that wasn't like steps in my mind, I just kind of naturally did them. Um, they really helped keep the enemy at bay, like things that would have like paralyzed me in my, my, my tracks, like stopped me and like kept me from moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was able to like really do these things and be like, you know what? I am not going to allow this to hold me back. I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. I'm not going to like whatever. Like I trust the Lord. I'm going to keep increasing in my trust and I'm going to keep it moving in faith, you know? And so, so we've got these four things that we really believe can help increase your spirit, your heart, your ear to trust the voice of God. And so, um, I'm going to start with the first one. Do the first one. Number one, read your Bible. What? What? (laughs) So simple. That is. But profound. That is, I've never heard that. (laughs) I know. This is riveting stuff. Read your Bible. Seems so practical, but I have to tell you, I can't tell you the amount of people I've had conversations with in recent like months and years who like this is a this is an area of, like some people really struggle with. Like yeah. it's so easy to like turn on some worship music and just like belt it out when you're singing. It's so yeah. easy to just like talk to the Lord when you're going through stuff, but like re- reading the Bible. Um, it's so crucial. Yeah. More than the scripture of the day. More than just kind of which, but those are very, very important, very good things, important, very things, good things, helpful things. Yes, at some point we have to really come on. Got to really, take it deeper. Really Gotta get take it in deeper. the Word of yeah. God. Because and let me just interject. Mm-hmm. I forget where the scripture is, but literally the Bible says, "Meditate on the Word yes. day and night." Like, let's say maybe it's not. You know, I need to read three chapters a day. Maybe it's maybe that's not the place of life that you're in or mm-hmm. what you feel like the Lord has you in. If it is just one verse, don't just make it like I looked at this for 10 seconds and I'm moving on. Like, let the words come yeah. alive. Like, let it speak to your soul. Yeah. Get hung up on one word and ask the Lord, like, God, what does this mean mm-hmm. for me? What are you saying? It's so funny you said that because as you were talking about meditating, I was thinking, like, how many times have I heard that scripture? But it really came alive to me a couple 
um, Sundays ago, like our bishop was talking about this and he was just saying like, you need to master, I'm probably going to butcher how he said it, but basically the theme of it, he was kind of saying like, if you need to master something in your life, like meditate on it, like really get it in your spirit, like meditate on it. And yeah. know it, like, get inside you. And until I left that Sunday, I'm like, man, like, I really need to meditate even more mm-hmm. and, like, really get the word inside me. And so why that's number one? Because the word is your lifeline. Yeah. Like, man. it is everything. Yeah. You need to know direction for your life. Go to the word. You need to know how to handle it in your life. Go to the word. You need to know more of the nature of Jesus, the character of Christ. Go to the Bible. And so number one, yeah, is read your Bible because it's just, it's not to be cheesy, but it's like your manual for life. So number one, read your Bible. What does that have to do with trusting the voice of God? The more that you can know the terminology, the lingo, like you ever have like, um, just had a really good thought, like, like. Okay, so there's this funny thing where, like, Andrew and his mom will say, like, literally the same phrases. It happens all the time. Like, you will say something, and then she'll say, like, the same phrase after, right? And I'll (laughs) laugh because I'm like, this is, like, is where you get it from inside. But, like, if somebody else were to say it, you know, I'd be like, oh, that's them. But if there's certain phrases, I'd be like, that sounds like something my husband would say. Yeah. Or that sounds like something my mother-in-law would say or whatever. And it's like, because I know you, because I know your voice right. is the way that you speak, your words, your terminology, I could easily identify like, oh, that's something Andrew yeah. said. And the more you spend time reading the Bible, the more that you know, when you hear a lie from the enemy or whatever, you can easily be like, well, that doesn't sound like anything I've read yeah. in the Bible. Like that doesn't sound like the character of Christ. Yeah. That doesn't sound like the language of and, heaven. And, and you just know it. You know, you, you know, know it, it by hearing it. You know, uh, my uncle, my mom's brother, he uh, he specializes in like pianos. Like that's his trade. He just, he builds them. He fixes them. He tunes them. Like he just, he's a genius when it comes mm-hmm. to that. And I, I, I was with him once. Yeah, I'm talking like maybe 20 years ago. And he was showing me this fork. Mm-hmm. that he had in his kit and um it was a tuning fork and you hit the tuning fork and it 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 has this like it it, it makes like a little buzz and or makes like a note it plays a note mm-hmm. and and that note is like a perfect let's just call it g right mm-hmm. it's a perfect g and anytime you you hit it against the table whatever it, it literally it never changes because it's a metal mm-hmm. fork and like he ever played it for musicians and people that kind of know instruments. You ever played something like a piano and you're playing the song, you're playing the chords right, but like when you play it against the original key, you realize your piano's out of tune. Yes. <laughs> or like, or, or or maybe somebody has an electronic instrument like a keyboard, and somebody's got an acoustic guitar. You got this acoustic guitar player, and he's playing, he's playing all the right chords and blah, and then the 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 keyboard comes in and it's like, ooh, that's something. <laughs> He must not have tuned his guitar before he started. Well, that's terrible. Um, and just that little that little um, change in yeah. the note makes a huge difference. Yeah. But hear me now. If you're 
if you're just playing the acoustic guitar by yourself and there's nothing that you're mm, measuring it to, there's nothing that you, there's no tuning fork, yeah. there's no like true G that you can measure that thing with, you think you're all right. Yeah. You think the song sounds great, but it is wildly different yes. than what the actual song sounds like. So yeah. I say that to say this, I think it's the same. The word reading the Bible yeah. is your tuning fork. Yep. And some people get so good with music. We had a kid in our youth group that was so good with 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 music and hearing notes that he would be able to sing the <laughs> yeah. exact note. Crazy. Like like he'd be, hey, sing me an E, and he'd be like, e. <laughs> and, like well, and then I mean, you're lying, bro. Let me and you hit on, and it's exactly <laughs> yep. the same. Well, it's because he memorized what the notes sounded like. So I say that to say this: the Bible is a tuning fork, man. Yeah. Like it is crystal clear. When you hear something different mm-hmm. than what the Bible says, you go, oh, that's not right. Listen, mm-hmm. even when sometimes you may hear messages or people quoting scripture out of context, or you just be like, whoa, <laughs> that isn't the way that I know the Bible says it. it. And it helps your life. When the enemy comes, right, because even the enemy knows scripture. We see Jesus when he was tempted, right? Like he was saying things that were true. But he wasn't speaking the truth because Jesus knew God. Jesus knew the word. Jesus was the word, is the word. He was able to identify and speak to it and put it down right away. So anyway, that's that. That's good. Number two. I'll go to number two, um, which is spend time in his presence. All right. That's super vague, right? Super general. What does it mean to spend time in the presence of God, right? It can look like a lot of different things. But for me, and some really practical ways that I think you can spend time with God, is like getting back to that place in your heart where you first met him, how you first knew him. Remember the feelings that you had when you first encountered him, whether it was when you asked him into your heart, into your life, and things just started to change. Get back to that place and recount it. Mm. Remember it. Revisit Mm. that. Uh, memorize what that was like. Don't get too far from that first encounter that you had with the Lord because that's the place where it all began. Go to him in that place. Put on some music. You know, I love to put on um, just music, soaking worship instrumentals that have no words. And I just begin to think about the goodness of Mm -hmm. God. All the times he's come through for me, all the things that he's just worked out when I didn't think he could. I I just let myself become infatuated with God. Maybe that looks like going back to one of your favorite songs of worship, you know, a song that really ministered to you in a season of your life. And you remember, I was listening to the song every day when God did X for me in my life. And it brings you, it's like a vortex. It thrusts you back into that place of being in his presence. That's Mm -hmm. why we hear so many times in the Old Testament, build an altar. That's why you hear about special things happening. Like I worked with a guy who did ministry overseas and and he would talk about a resident anointing. Is when people Mm -hmm. came, prayed and worshiped in the same place over and over again. It was like as soon as you walked in the door, you could feel the presence of God. What are those places where you can spend time in his presence? When you can shut the door, when you can go for a walk. Another practical thing that I do is I connect in nature to God. I look at the way that the leaves are on the trees or the way that the grass grows or the just the way that like nature responds, like how, the way that birds fly. Have you ever watched a bird fly? Like 
take a second and do just pick a bird and watch the way that it cuts through and moves through the air. Then think about like, oh my God, that had an intelligent designer. The fact that God thought about flying and giving a bird flight shows me more about who he is. And how does that apply to my life? How does the way that nature works and the sun beating on, on, on like I'm growing basil in our kitchen right now. And I planted these little basil seeds and the, the sun is like out in the yard. So the, the basil is under the shade of the house and under the shade of the, the patio. But I literally see these little sprouts stretching. They're not growing up. They're growing out trying to find the sun. This literally happened to me today. And I was like, oh, my God, that's how we should grow. We should constant, constantly be searching for the son of God. So little things like that are spending time in his presence. What are some things that you can do to spend time in his presence? What are the songs that really bring you joy? What are the moments in your life where God really broke through to you? Remember those times. Connect with him in nature, so on and so forth. What's number three? Examine every thought. And so, meaning like verbally, like literally say out of your mouth, where did this thought come from? Yeah. I heard this earlier last week and it was so profound to me. And then uh, something happened to me where I had to literally do that. So... Um, with making a very long story short, um, there was like a day where I was, we were kind of in a little bit of a disagreement. Can we go there? We, we get into tips. <laughs> that little disagreement. It wasn't anything major by any means, but it was, it was, she put me out of the house. <laughs> she pat, no, seriously, get, if you're going to be real, be real. I came home. And my clothes were in the driveway <laughs> on the lawn. And she had the girls waving to me because their windows are, like, I can see their windows from the road. They were waving, like, so bye, daddy. No, I'm just kidding. That's a big joke. That's a big what joke. What is wrong That's with something you? that's very wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. No. We were in a very minor disagreement. But um, he had gone off to work, and I was sitting at home. Um just for a little and I started to have these now I can laugh at it because I'm like these goofy thoughts and the enemy was like look at you like you're in disagreement with your husband and like just I went down this rapture like you're not a good friend you're not a good wife you're a bad person whatever and immediately I was like excuse me and right in my house like out loud I was like well where did that thought come from yeah out loud right out loud I verbally out loud that's important that's yeah, important. it's really important. Not loud because sometimes you can stay in your head. It's like two little people are like wrestling in your head and nothing yeah. ever gets resolved. And yeah. I just out loud, I said, well, where did that come from? And then I just addressed it. And I said, I'm a, I'm a great wife. Like we're in a very minor disagreement. We are going to just work it out like yeah. we always do. And yeah. we'll move on in life, whatever. I'm a great friend. I started just listing off like the good relationships that I have and the areas I've grown in and um, I just started listing off and then I said to myself and I said, you know what, furthermore, God would never tell me I'm a bad person. Like right. that does not sound like the voice of God. Like right. even if he needed to convict me of righteousness, he would show me where to it grow in, but he would never tell me that I'm a bad person. Yeah. Like that is not Let, God. Let's camp on that for just a second. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your experience have been in the Lord or with the Lord, or maybe this is the first time you're ever hearing anything about God and anything that says you are not good enough, you will never be this, anything that feels condemning, like, or judging, like, that's not why Jesus came. 
and anything that you may be struggling with and you may think is God, like God would say something about like, I'm here to tell you today, that is not God. God is an encourager. He will correct you. Mm -hmm. He will discipline you because the Lord disciplines the ones that he loves, but you will feel love in it. You Mm -hmm. won't feel separated or abandoned or rejected from God's correction. You will feel separated, abandoned, or rejected if the enemy is lying to you. Yeah. And the reason I know that is from the time I spent in his presence yes. and the time I spent in his in word. In the word. Yeah. And so I, I very easily, I mean, what years ago would have taken me on a rabbit trail for hours was resolved in minutes. Yeah. I was just like, That's the truth. I was like, wait a second, That's this is truth. not God. And I just shut it down. And I'm telling you, within minutes, two to five minutes tops, all those thoughts and lies, it's like they just vanished. And I just moved on with my day. Yeah. And so, like, there is there is real power in examining every thought and saying, wait a minute, like, where did this come? Number one, where did this come from? Number two, like, whose voice does this sound like? <laughs> and this does not sound like my father. Yeah. This does not sound like God. So you can't stay here. Yeah, let me dovetail that and I'll go to the last point. Yeah. Um, the enemy, another name for him is the accuser yeah. of the brethren. So if there's, if you are feeling accused, like I've, I've struggled with that in my life. I feel like I've been accused of something. Any accusation that, that you may be feeling or something that makes you feel like accused, that God's not an accuser. Mm-hmm. God's an advocate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is literally our attorney. The enemy is our accuser. Mm-hmm. Those are the relational voice differences uh, between the two. Like Jesus, if there's something going on and you need somebody to have your back and you might not have it all together, Jesus pleads mercy and then gives you grace, mm-hmm. right? Like you, that's what he provided for you. He's saying like, yeah, I've done this. I've given them. Mer- God is merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mm-hmm. And he has grace because my strength is made perfect in his weakness. Mm-hmm. And the enemy is like, <clears throat> you'll never be this because look at X, Y, and Z in your life. Mm-hmm. Or you'll never be able to finish this because you never have before. And that's just who you are. It's very important as we are in this hour of our lives, right? In this hour of us being on the earth, it's very important that we can establish fully the voice of God versus mm-hmm. the voice of the enemy. Yeah. Even something, even, this is something even Eve struggled with, which obviously led us into the following. Last point, point number four. Um, stick to your guns. Mm-hmm. Stick to your guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stick to your guns. This is something that is is near and dear to me because, you know, I grew up playing football sports and, and you're always taught this mental toughness. And honestly, mental toughness is is nothing, you know, when, when you have God. Like God literally can be yeah. the strength, like I said before, in your weakness. And, and he's the ultimate. But there you do have a level of control and authority when it comes to your mind your thoughts, your decision. Uh, willpower is not stronger than the power of Jesus, mm-hmm. but willpower is, I believe, if it's submitted to the Lord, it's a gift that he gives you. Mm-hmm. And when you decide like, to stop having thoughts or to not act on those thoughts, yeah. I mean, I, I really, the best example I can think of is like the social media thing and comparing yourself and mm-hmm. starting to think things about yourself because of the way that you see somebody else is living yeah. their life. Well, 
if you make a decision to not go on social media, or if you are on social media and you're scrolling through and you made a decision, I'm not going to have or dwell on these comparing thoughts, then stick to them. And know that when you decide to stick to your guns, the enemy is going to try your life, man. He is going to test you. And so practical thing in that, right? Like if, if, if comparing is a struggle, when you start scrolling through, immediately you'll see somebody who has a better life than you. They're making more money. Their kids are more well-behaved. They're further along in their career. They have a better marriage. Mm-hmm. The enemy is going to say, okay, the, the hallway's opened up. Yeah. Here I come. Let me, let me begin to try to open this door to let them go down the, the, the trail of a thousand thoughts about why their husband isn't this or why their kids don't do this. Right there at that moment, you've got to be like, nope, I'm choosing now to not think this. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing now to not allow this thought to become a reality. I always talk to Rochelle sometimes when we have like different things we're talking about and maybe struggling with things like this. I always say like, don't create realities that don't exist. When you start thinking about variables Mm -hmm. and scenarios and what life would be and blah, 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 you're literally just giving the enemy more ammunition to trick you. To convince you away from the truth. Yeah. But if you stick to your guns and say, you know what? I said I'm not going to have thoughts that are comparing with this person. So I'm going to stop my thoughts right here and move forward. Mm-hmm. Then just stick to them. Or let's reverse a little bit. If you if you have made a decision not to go on social media or not to drink alcohol or not to drink coffee or... Don't be convinced that it's okay if you do it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know this is super obvious, right? And and but like we need to be reminded of it. Yeah. Man, stick to your guns. Some of the greatest successes I've seen in the workplace, in business, these people have one thing in common. And it's not that they're the most talented. It's not that they're the most creative. It's not that they possess something different than everybody else. It's that they're willing to stick to their guns. Yeah. They have a moral resolve that literally attracts people and mm-hmm. resources to it. Yeah. Think about that. Rewind that if you need to, because that definitely wasn't in the notes. Mm-hmm. They have a moral resolve that attracts resources and people to them. That's godliness. Yeah. That's why God says, be holy, for I am holy. Stick to your guns. Stick to the things that you have decided to stick to with the Lord. Yes. And don't let the enemy say, I'll just do this a little bit or, mm-hmm. or just move this way a little bit or just think about what life would be like if this person was blah, 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 or if your kid blah, 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 like, or if you were making this amount of money, like, no, yeah. stick to your guns. That's good. So it's been 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed talking with you guys. Yeah. I know that we couldn't hear you, but I know that you guys were talking. <laughs> um, and I think it'd be great just to kind of seal this up in a prayer. For sure. Um, over them. And uh, and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah. You want to pray? Oh, sure. <laughs> Father, we thank you. <clears throat> thank you for these moments, Lord, where we can just stop and pause and talk about you and talk about the word and your voice, your presence. I mean, what what else do we want to talk about? So we just thank you, Father, for thank you, Lord. who you are. And just your kindness, your faithfulness, God, your goodness towards us, Lord. Lord, we pray that anybody who is listening, um, anybody who is listening in their cars, in their homes, wherever, all the different places and all the moments and seasons of life, Lord, that um, these things just, if they resonate with anybody, which I believe they will, that these are areas that you would help. 
mm-hmm. us all to grow in, Lord. You Thank would help you. us have just a just a hunger for your word, Lord, that we just, even in our free time, our downtime, we just want to read more about yeah. your word and more of what you have to say, Lord, that you would help us to... Um, just have a, a burning desire to be in your presence, to spend time with you, Lord, that you would be more important than our rest in the mm. morning. You'd be more important than um, our hobbies or whatever can take first place, Lord. We put you back in first place, Lord. Mm-hmm. We're speaking this over ourselves. And, um, and just all the other things that we talked about, Lord, having the courage and the strength and the grace to examine every thought, Lead us into wisdom and how to do that, Lord, and um, and stick into our guns, Lord, that you would help us to be people who don't have one foot in, one foot out of different things, what we want to do, what we don't want to do, Lord, but we would be just so firm in what you have told us, Lord, that we would be uncompromising people in every area of life that you have called us to, Lord. Just give us grace, give us strength to be all that you've called us to be. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful evening and this wonderful week. I just pray a blessing over Mm -hmm. everybody, Lord, and their coming and their going and just their growth with you, Lord, that their families would be well, that their souls would be well, their bodies and their minds would be well. And we just thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for being with us today, whatever time you're listening, and we hope that this has been a blessing to you. Listen, if you if you were in an interesting place and you spoke out loud and answered that question, mm-hmm. let us know. Because I'm serious. <laughs> we will fund your Starbucks. Yes. Um, and we hope, too, that uh, if there's anything that you we can be in prayer for with you, to reach out to us, man. We love yeah. to connect and we love to see God just do something incredible. Mm-hmm. So thanks for being with us. And until the next time. I don't know what to say, how to say goodbye. How do we say goodbye? We love you guys. Have a great week. We love you guys. Have a great week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Yep.